0: Hello, and welcome once again to another edition of TSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission, where we take an in-depth view of the artists chosen by God to use their gift to glorify Him, the stories behind their music, and of course, how the Lord has been with them in the process. Our guest is a man whose music lifting the Lord has been a mission for most of his life. His passion for music ministry has spanned decades and shows no signs of letting up steam. And his name is Greg Thomas.
1: Come on, don't stop praising. Don't stop praising. Hallelujah. Exalt His name today. Come on, if He's your God, if He's your deliverer, if He's your Savior, exalt Him today. Hallelujah. Father, we exalt You. we come to exalt Your name, Jesus. Father, we need to.
0: This is Music with the Mission. I'm Derek Davis, and that engaging, spirit filled, anointed voice comes from our guest, singer, songwriter, producer, composer, and the director of the music ministry here at Times Square Church, good friend and brother, Greg Thomas. Greg, good to have you on Music with the Mission. Derek, good to be here, man. Yeah, you know, Greg, <laughs> this is really a treat for me because, you know, while I've known you for quite some time, We've rarely had a chance to actually sit down and cut up some issues at length. I mean, yeah, we've talked about a number of things, uh, not for any length of time, because due to ministry obligations, family obligations, et cetera, you're always on the go here, there, and everywhere. So now we get a chance to break the five-minute ceiling. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah. You, of course, will no doubt be back on the show, so uh, we can get deep and in-depth on some issues. So. Let's just take our time, shall we, and start from the beginning. That, that's Where, a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> <really>. <laughs> well, tell me, how long ago? How, how did it all start for you? Where did it all begin? When did it all begin? Music when, ministry.
2: Wow. I, I don't know if I could call the beginning music ministry. Okay. What was it? it was music for me you know i was i was 7 when i started so really yeah okay. when i started playing uh, i was 13 when i had my first full time music ministry if you will position where i was earning an income doing it and even then at 13 it wasn't really ministry for me as 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 i know ministry to be now though i was serving with all my heart you know um but at 13 you don't really know what you know when you're 20 understood and you don't know what you know at 30 when you're 20, you sure. know, it's, it's, uh, so it's, it's progressive. progressive. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I think it really started when I was 20. That's when I really sold out. I got, you know, 100% real for God. I'd gone through some things and I was just a little disenchanted with the church and where
0: I was in the church. What and, did you go through that oh, caused the change?
2: You know, when you, when you're considered a prodigy and I, and I don't want to sound, you know, like I'm sitting on this. We understand horse, but understand. <laughs> I was I was 13 when I started playing, and yeah. and I was my you know the, the church I was going to my you know church I grew up in. But you said there was a change for you. That change came seven years later. I'd already served in this new position for seven years mm-hmm. at this other church, right? And uh, and I grew tremendously there. I was growing. When I say growing, I mean not only in, in age, <laughs> but yeah. I was I, I was growing in the Lord. In a way that I didn't even realize I was growing. Okay. I had grown up hearing about salvation and hearing about, you know, songs like uh, I've been hearing the hymns and hearing songs like and did, My Savior Bleed, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Did My Sovereign Die, you mm-hmm. know. I never knew what that meant, but I knew these songs. I'd grown up hearing them. I'd grown up watching my mom in the choir. But at age 20, by that time, I was 20, I was. I felt myself coming to a pinnacle at this particular church. And it was going through some personal struggles in that you know I was a little tired of the same old thing you know the, the choir rehearsal every Thursday night I see. the Sunday morning you know thing was
0: it a burnout
2: thing for uh, you? I don't I don't can't say I was burned out but okay. I knew there was more there mm-hmm. was something in me that said there's got to be more than this mm-hmm. and there were some things spiritually that I began to see my eyes began to get opened. Uh, as a result of hearing the gospel and digging for myself.
1: Okay.
0: And, uh, and I knew when it was time to pull out of that particular ministry. You know, uh, when, when I listen to you minister, it is evident that you indeed are feeling what you sing hmm. and that you believe the words that you're singing. Is that what you're talking about? I do, yeah. Yeah, I got to a place where, you know, at the cross meant something. Right, okay. But I also get the sense that when you sing... The words hold a deeper meaning for you, as if you identify each song with a personal time in your life. You can almost say that. I am uh, attracted. Yeah, you can almost say
2: that. Having grown up in that in, in the city of Patterson, and I I had worked with all of the churches for the most part, mm-hmm. you know. And I, when I say all, of them, I mean even cross denominations.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Catholic churches, Presbyterian, Pentecostal, really? Holiness, really? Baptists, Second Baptist, you know. <laughs> Third Baptist. All, all of them. <laughs> Bapticostal. Yeah. And and I never knew the differences. I never knew the difference between, you know, the the AME church I was playing with on Tuesday night right, and the Baptist church I was at on Sunday morning yeah. and the Pentecostal church on Thursday night and the mm-hmm. Holiness church on Friday. I never knew the difference between mm-hmm. them other than some were a little more lively and others were, you know. But I was, I remember at At a Pentecostal church, I was dating this girl, and you know we were going out, yep. and, and we were seeking the Lord. And at this particular church, you know seeking the Holy Ghost, you had to go into an upper room. Oh, and and Terry and Terry, I, wow. And so I did that. You're bringing for, it of, back. Oh yeah. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so my so my girlfriend and I every Tuesday night we would go up into the upper room, and yes. there'd be three mothers of the church, yep. and to this triangular shaped, uh, room that was up in a tower of Mm -hmm, the church mm -hmm. and we'd get on our knees. The light was, lights would be low and and we would just call on the name of Jesus. And when I say call on him, I mean, literally say Jesus, 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 no 98. So you were tongue tied until I got, absolutely. (laughs) I remember. (laughs) And I remember the night when she got it, my girlfriend, Mm -hmm. Uh, and at least that was what I was told because I, you know, I'm in one corner of the room, she's in the other corner of the room, yeah. and we're tarrying. And then all of a sudden, I hear something going on over there. And then the mothers of the church start going, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, mm-hmm.
0: they, the whole. It was a pretty,
2: yeah, it was a pretty interesting moment. Mm-hmm. And and I oh ho whole, I wholeheartedly wanted God, wholeheartedly, and whatever was happening over there wasn't happening to me. I wasn't tripping over my tongue because mm-hmm. I was very aware. Of what I was saying, yeah, and yeah. in my heart I was very aware of what I was asking for, yeah, to extend the knowledge that I had.
0: But when they said she had it, when they and said you she did, had it, and
2: I didn't. It, it, was, impact, it, it was, it was yeah, absolutely, hmm. because the relationship began to change.
0: Yeah,
2: not that she was unapproachable. Mm-hmm. But she had become so holy,
0: uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I couldn't
2: ask her what time was it. Yeah. And every time I asked her what time it was, it was, uh, it, like, was it was this huckabuck. about just saying
0: 3.15? Yeah.
2: And it was like you, you can't even get the time out of her. Yeah. And so I was like, no, this, you know, if that's God, yeah. I'm not sure I want that.
0: Right, you right. Know? But
2: it was another, the following Tuesday night. I was sitting on the organ, and it was a revival meeting. Yeah. Now, you understand, like I do, you know, when, you know, in, in, in some churches, revival is an annual event on yeah. the calendar. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, sure. As opposed to, you know, the Holy Spirit sending it, or God it. Sure. sending and leading it. Sure. Absolutely. So this was the annual revival week.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And uh, as it is the custom, you sit at the organ, you know, every night, there's seven nights of it, and yeah. there's a new preacher every night, or sometime there'd be a revivalist who would yeah. come for the week. Yeah. Anyway, this is the third, the second night, and I'm on the organ, and I... Now, by the way, I was working at the sheriff's department at the time. That's another story. Oh, you're, <laughs> so you're I'm, in law enforcement. Absolutely. So I'm in uniform, because mm-hmm. I, would, I would be in uniform on Tuesday night, okay. leave the church, and then go to work. Yeah. And I remember... This particular pastor preaching, and I was I was sitting there, and I was so bothered in my spirit because mm. I so wanted God, and something was telling me that I just couldn't get him because I, I must have missed him last week when he came to the to the room. Wow! And I remember getting up off the organ that night. I was because that that preacher at the time was he was just just about to key up, and you yeah. know my role yeah. was to key up. Yeah,
0: you're right on, on the keyboard. <laughs> if you don't know what right. key
2: up is and you're listening, then. Uh, <laughs> Google it online. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, well I, I
0: understand. Go ahead. Uh, and, uh-huh. But I
2: didn't. And everybody was expecting me to. And I got up off that organ and I walked out of the church. And I never went back to that place.
0: Because never, you didn't want to act. I didn't want it? to act. Yeah.
2: But when I got out of that building and I got to my car mm-hmm. and I went home, I'm telling you, like no other experience I'd ever had, I was filled with the Holy Ghost in my bedroom, mm. on the floor, because I was crying out to God in a very serious way. And I knew from that, mo- and, at, and at that moment, I left everything I knew. I stopped the community choirs. I, I gave up all the groups I was working with. I stopped the sessions that I was working in the studio. Mm-hmm. I, I, ter- I walked away from all of it, even that church, which was at the time now my church home. Yeah. Walked away from it.
0: It's so interesting. <laughs> I, I'm listening to you. Talk. It seems as though as soon as you abandon the tradition, ah. the pomp and circumstance, and everything that man had set up, right. that's when God stepped in and filled you up. Absolutely.
2: And, you know, and you wonder sometimes, well, why doesn't God do that with everybody?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and maybe he does. I don't know. Everybody's experience is different. But for me, it was it was it was walk away from these things and seek me with your whole heart. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, prior to that, I thought I was. And uh, but I just didn't have the same experience. Mm-hmm. And I walked away from it, Derek. And I'm telling you, I never went back. And every step, it seems every step I've taken from that point on when I choose to allow the Lord to, to order my steps. And he does.
0: Um, takes you to a higher place? It was a higher
2: place. Higher place. Let's
0: Every talk a bit now. about the music now. You've worked on a number of projects here at Times Square Church. You're a writer, singer, producer, composer, worship leader. Which of those gifts, first of all, do you enjoy to exercise the most? I, I enjoy all of them, uh, I, I would say equally. Well, I, love you, I love to write. You uh, do like I love to write. Okay. And
2: I'm feeling now that I'm not, you know, for, for, for a season, I haven't been getting the kind of time. I would personally desire to, to, to write more. Okay. Uh, but I love to write. I mean, but- I wrote my first song and my first Christian song was in nineteen eighty five. I'm sorry, eighty one. Really? Eighty one. Wow. And that wasn't even I wasn't getting saved yet. I was just in the church. Yeah. You know, And the title of the song was God's Work in Miracles. I didn't know the first thing about a miracle. <laughs> you know, I would heard about them. I had read about them. It's like, I heard about it. I didn't Let me know, write about it. Absolutely. I didn't know what a miracle was. And, um, and I, I can't honestly say that I believed in miracles. But the miracle is that the Lord used the song. He used me to write it, and
0: he used it. <laughs> so your writing has changed. Oh yeah, tremendously. Okay, and Tremendous. it's changed as you have come to know the Lord. Absolutely, you and and you can see the.
2: I, I can see the depth mm-hmm. from the song "God's Working Miracles in My Life" to a song like "Your Name Alone."
0: Your name alone is that on any of the projects here at Times Square Church? That's on the "We Proclaim Him" project. We proclaim Him. Yeah,
2: yeah. Where did it come from? Yeah, how how was know, it inspired? That that song was originally inspired. Uh, I was writing for Easter. I was trying to write something for the Easter season, speaking about the resurrection of Christ and the hope that we have in, in him. But I couldn't get away from Psalm 143 and Psalm 148. And when 148 speaks about his name alone being worthy of all praise, glory, and adoration, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I, I, I I could not get away from that verse. It just, you know, and I was going through the psalm that summer anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, or that spring, that early spring. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, sometimes we would in before worship would start on Sunday morning. We used to come out and just start to play during the pre-service prayer time.
0: Right, right. And we'd
2: set the piano, or I'd set the piano, or the musician would come out, and we'd just start to play a little bit while the congregation was in prayer. Mm-hmm. And the music came out of that time. I see. I, I was writing it, and I was just improving, You know, we were probably getting sound levels together and stuff, mm-hmm. but at the same time, trying to worship. Yeah. And I was playing that little melody, da-da, da-da, uh-huh, uh-huh. and it just stuck. A couple of weeks later, I picked it up again, and then I went home and I said, no, there's something here. And sure enough, in my study for, uh, for some, I forget what I was studying for, but I was in the Psalms for that, for a particular reason. And uh, Your Name Alone just, just stuck. And before you knew it, and I think within half hour,
0: 45 minutes, I had the song done from the beginning to end. Let's listen to that right now. Your Name Alone, written by our guest, Greg Thomas, from the CD we proclaimed it on Music Revolution.
1: You paid the cost. On the Soul from sin, you lived to love me. You died to save me, and then you carried my soul
0: Proclaim Him. Your name alone, written by our guest Greg Thomas. Great song, great okay. song. You know, and I lo- I love all three of the projects that are produced by Times Square Church. New songs, new songs too, and we proclaim Him. And I understand there's a project on the horizon that you're working on. We are in the process of, uh, well, we're writing and recording now uh, songs for what will be called the God Is Project. God Is, yeah. and it was a whole yeah. campaign uh, Absolutely. for God Is, and, and it's encompassed around that campaign? It is, you
2: know, the 24 Attributes of God that we've been pushing around the city, mm-hmm. and uh, it just caught like wildfire. We were already planning to do a choir recording, and again, we've got a number of songs that have been written here in the church that we're we, we have in our catalog. And I'm just waiting to be recorded and released and made available to the congregation. Mm-hmm. Not all of them are congregational songs, and they so not are. all of them are done in our worship service. Okay. But some of these now are, are, are now being prepared for the God Is project. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're excited about it. Some great stuff, too. I yeah, got to admit, imagine. it's just really good stuff. We have locked ourselves in the, in
0: the studio every Wednesday from 12 till Three or so, and how is the recording process? Is it a smooth process, or are you guys hitting bumps in the road, or what's going yeah, on there?
2: It's it's probably like anything else artistic. You know, mm-hmm. one day you're there, and the next day right, <laughs> it's right. dry as a, okay. a bone. You know, okay. uh, so even Christians go through that. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. But I, I think what what works for us is that we go into the room, even though it's our desire to write. We don't get all beat up when we're not writing something. You know, there's always something else to work on. You know, if this song is not working, we just grab another one out of there and say, okay, what's this song saying? You know, and and are we hearing anything here? Yeah. What's the next one saying? And other times I'll come in with a devotion. I'll just say, you know, the thought for the day is this. Yeah, yeah. And is what the Lord gave me. I'll share scripture with the guys or vice versa. They'll share one. And we'll we'll stay on that thought. We'll we'll squeeze that thought as much as possible. And okay. before you know, him, we've got a melody, we've got a, a line or two. And you know, sometimes that's all it is. After four hours, it's just a line or two. Sure, and but I mean,
0: we, it's a line or two that had, you didn't have before.
2: Absolutely, and we've had great fellowship, and it was in the spirit, you know. So it's, okay, so it works. Know, all right. So, sure. You know.
0: Sure. Now you're very visible. You hear during every worship service, rehearsals, recordings, teaching, extracurricular projects. Yet you seem to still have time for the Ministry of Music and the Ministry of Family. Now, either you have an extraordinary sense of time management <laughs> or you have an incredibly loving and understanding family, which? <laughs> I think it's a combination yeah? of both because okay. there are
2: seasons, especially during the holiday season yeah. when uh, I'm, I'm here all the time. How do you balance you know? that? Right? You know, I think my, my wife understands this. She's a God-fearing and God-loving woman mm-hmm. and quite patient but I, I I have learned earlier that you know my, my first ministry is is my family mm-hmm. i don't say that lightly when I say my first ministry is my family it is my family. however, I have to love God first right i've got to love him more than my wife and more than I do my own children
1: mm-hmm.
2: and i've got to trust him enough to direct my life to order my steps to know that my my, my times are in his hands and mm-hmm. my days are in his hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then know that in, in serving the Father, He's going to be concerned with the things that concern me. Uh-huh. First, being which uh, is it, my family.
1: Yeah. So and, that's the
2: formula. Uh, that's the formula. Seek I, ye first. I've got it, absolutely. It's mm-hmm. seek ye first the kingdom of God and mm-hmm. all its righteousness. And all these mm-hmm. things shall be added. And so. And that includes family. You know, it may not include a new car. It may not include a new house. Because, <laughs> right, right. you know, we've
0: heard that. Sure. Oh, and it's very popular used. now. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's very popular. Absolutely. I was talking with another member of uh, TSC Music here. We were talking about the ministry of prosperity that's being preached right now. Mm. Yeah. And it's just way off to left field. Yeah. You know what? We're going <laughs> to talk a bit about that when we come back. We're going to take a quick break. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk more music ministry. We're going to talk about you. We're going to get more in depth about Greg Thomas when we continue on music with us
3: God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God
1: is for you. God is willing to help. God is and always will be. God
3: is able to attack.
1: God is good. God is power
3: to change. God is Jesus. God is here. God is the one who loves you God. is
0: merciful. God is the husband to the widow. God is the one with your hands. God is
3: there when no one
1: else is.
0: TSC Music Radio, where God is. This is Carter Conlin from Times Square Church. The year was 1857. After years of prosperity, New York City suffered an unexpected blow to its economy. Banks failed, homes were lost, and the unemployment rate was staggering. The city had fallen victim to its own thirst for profit. New York City was in a difficult place. But out of the Depression, there arose a cry. A little prayer meeting began in downtown Manhattan. It started as a small group, but it grew day by day. Soon there were groups all over the city. Over the course of two years, tens of thousands attended these prayer meetings, which turned out to be nationwide. It is estimated that over 100,000 people became followers of Jesus Christ. I do believe with all my heart that what God did for those who cried out to Him at that time, He can and will do for us today. It is time to pray. To find a prayer meeting in your area, visit nycprayer.org. And we are back. This is TSC Music Radio's Music with the Mission. I'm Derek Davis, speaking with the Director of Music Ministry here at Times Square Church, Greg Thomas, good friend and brother. Greg, you mentioned patience. The Bible says tribulation works patience, and patience experience. Experience hope. Hope makes itself not ashamed. We've had conversations before, you and I, on more than one occasion. I've heard you say, Derek, I'm patient. I'm patient, D. I can wait. Um... <laughs> Has there been tribulation in your life, maybe even betrayal that has cultivated that patience that you exhibit? There, there is. So, there is.
2: There's been betrayal. There's been major disappointment. Uh, let me start with the disappointment. When I sold out to God, I was, I was at age 20. Yes. And right after that, it, there was a two-year period where it seems like everything that hell could throw at me, it did. Mm-hmm. The first of which being when my older brother died. Hmm. I was serving in the uh, ministry in Jersey. Now, you've got to remember, I'm 20 years of age, and so I'm full of zeal and, and spunk, yeah. but not necessarily according to a whole lot of knowledge. <laughs> I see.
0: Okay, emotion uh, mostly. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And a degree of knowledge, but mm-hmm. not a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew what Jesus had done. I knew the gospel message, mm-hmm. you know, but other principles like... Uh, you know, the, the healing and things of that nature that, you know, I would, I, I was in the demanding position. I was in that ministry where we could demand things from God and say, God, your word says that you would do this if I did that. And yeah. so it was all works. And I would do these things and I'd expect God to, to, to answer the prayer. Yeah. Well, my brother one day was, I got a, We got a call at the house that he had just been rushed to the hospital. You yeah. we get to the hospital I'm like, what, you know, what's going on? And it turns out he had it, he had experienced an, an aneurysm um. Walking to the hospital and to see my brother hooked up to all of these tubes and his eyes partially open and glazed over. I mean, this and my brother was my I won't say my idol, but he was my big brother.
0: Yes. yes.
2: Um, and uh, and he was the oldest of the six of us. Yes. And I'm, I'm looking at him. But at the same time, all of the faith that I had had kicked in. Mm. And everything we were practicing on a Tuesday night, I was ready to put it into play. I was ready to call down heaven. You know, mm-hmm. see my brother get off off, off of that bed yeah. and walk out of that hospital.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And uh, I walked out of there believing God was going to raise him up yeah. and heal him. Yeah. The next morning, my brother died.
0: And how did that affect you? I
2: was in an immediate spiral, downward spiral. Mm. I don't think I've ever been so disappointed
1: mm-hmm.
2: because I was practicing what I'd been taught. We were praying sincerely, and it was earnest prayer, fervent you know, we were standing on, you know, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man, availeth much. Mm-hmm. We didn't really know what that meant, but <laughs> it was scripture. And we were using it. Mm-hmm. And he died. He just died.
0: What do you think the lesson was there?
2: Well, here it is. I, I did not have any knowledge. I did not know to pray the will of God. Mm-hmm. I was demanding things from God, and I had no idea to, to, uh, to ever ask, thy will be done. I, that, that just wasn't part of the prayer.
0: It was my will be done, not yours, as I opposed see. to your will be done, not mine. <laughs> so maturity had taught you that lesson. Mm-hmm. Were there any songs from that period or anything that you can identify from that period? The, 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 the one song that I remember writing during that
2: season was Peace in the Midst of the Storm. Peace in the Midst of the Storm. Yeah. We haven't recorded it yet, but that was one of the songs that I remember writing. However, prior, just prior to my brother dying, I had written the song "Look Back." I won't look back no more, mm-hmm. uh, which is also on the Reproclaim project. That time. Yeah, and it had become very popular in the city and surrounding areas that I was affiliated with. Churches were singing it. It wasn't recorded other than the workshop choir that I, rec- you know, uh, worked with back then. But it wasn't on a recording project and distributed until much later. But that was the song, I Won't Look Back, that was also ministered at my brother's funeral. And now the song, if you will, was on the chart. Everybody wanted it. Everybody Mm -hmm. wanted to do it. I had several offers for the song, and I still never released it. I never recorded it. Um, It was a really big, really big struggle for me. It was a really, really hard time because I felt like God had really let me down.
3: Why should I be bound? the troubles of this world. Why should I be tossed with the temptations of life? Why should I be afraid
0: From the CD, we proclaim him, I Won't Look Back, done by our guest, Greg Thomas. Greg, you know, we we were talking about patience, and I look at you, and you seem very even-keeled to me, as if you don't get upset or are incapable of getting upset, and if you do, you know how to handle it. Do you think the tribulation in your life has brought you to that point? I, I would say so, mm-hmm. but I, I do get upset. Really? Oh, you're not going to get upset I, now, are you? Well, no. Oh, but,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> my,
2: my wife will tell you I get upset, yeah. and okay. she's going to listen to this. You know? Okay. Um, yeah, I get upset just like everybody else.
0: Yeah, but, you know, but, uh, um but you don't you don't seem to have a, an you know, outward I'm, expression of it.
2: Well, you know, there, there are times I got to admit there are times when my expression. Is not what I want it to be. Sometimes, sometimes I, I do want to hit a wall. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have a cat, but Pastor Neil say, you know, would say you kick the cat. cat. Sometimes I'd want to kick the cat, yeah. but I am learning. Uh, I've learned, and I am still learning. Okay. Um, that at the end of all of the ranting and raving,
0: God is still I in prob- control. God is still
2: in control, and I probably haven't changed a thing about what I was upset about. Understood you know there's there's some things we just can't change we just can't control so we learn to 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 work through them we learn to accept them for what they are
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh and and leave the rest up to the lord and and I'm i definitely have come a long way listen I was extreme I was a really angry guy even in the church I find that so hard to believe I was a time bomb waiting to go off people have no idea you have no idea how angry I was inside and how did the change come it was it was the lord you know mm-hmm. I don't know that's a it's almost almost a cliche, cliche yeah. but it, it, it really was the Lord. You know, I had to, I had to get over the anger I had with my father for a long time. I, I had set out to kill my father okay. when I was working with the sheriff's department. Mm. I had concocted this whole plan. I'm sitting at the restaurant and you know, where all the guys hang out and I got this plan cause I knew what would set him off. Yeah. And I had this plan that I was going to get even with him because I saw him hit my mother once.
0: I see. I was going to ask you. Absolutely. What led to that? So you saw his mom. And I saw him, I, I saw him, him hit my mother once, up. and I
2: said, "Man, when I get old enough to do something about this, I am going to do something." And I did. I, I had set myself up to do something about it, and and I probably probably could have gotten away with it. I would have been. Well, you mart- were working with the sheriff before, absolutely, absolutely. Wow. And it took the hand of God to really to really remove that anger mm-hmm. and, and put in a seat of forgiveness
0: mm-hmm.
2: and get me on the right track. I would have been, I know I wouldn't be here today had uh, the Lord not intervened.
0: People so, course, who have anger angry. as a problem then, you would suggest what? Well, it depends. I mean,
2: anger is rooted from a lot of different things. People experience a lot of different things that's, that, is, that becomes the root of their anger. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have a connection with the Lord through the music that he had placed in me, I honestly think, well, I, I I'd probably be in prison for that one act. Mm-hmm. I've I've never been on drugs. I've never, you know, been a thief. I've right. never, uh, you know, run with gangs. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. a drinker or a smoker. I didn't party. You mm-hmm. know, so I, I mean, I literally grew up at the church. I could have been born at the altar. That's how right. much time my mother kept me <laughs> in the church. I right. might as well just been born in the choir loft where sure, she was. Sure. You know, okay. and just
0: <laughs> just kept going. But uh, yet you had an issue.
2: But I had the issue. I had the anger issue. It was mm-hmm. in me. You know, we're born in sin, shaped in iniquity. And I'm yes. not. I'm not. You know, making any excuses for the for for the anger. Mm-hmm. But in my heart, that was really what the Lord was after, mm-hmm. more than any of the other things. You know, I know people who who are on drugs and are the sweetest people you ever met.
0: Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> they've they got day. this addiction, yeah. Yeah. you know,
2: and my addiction was, you know what, let me just hold this anger before I do something stupid.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, and that's what the Lord was after the entire time. Well, you know, let me get at that little part in your heart and see the church can be a very protective uh, place. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, we we integrate into the church and where everybody acts a certain way, you know, and nobody intentionally intentionally wants to get on your nerves, or at least intentionally, mm-hmm. don't, don't, they don't try
0: to bother you. Yeah, it's kind of a hedge around. Absolutely. But, sure. but what
2: God does is he backs us into a corner and just pinches away at that one little thing. says, "Now I'm going to get you. I'm going to send somebody just to rub, just to graze that area <laughs> yeah, that yeah. you thought you could hide from me, yeah. or that you thought you could hide from others. Sure. Graze that area until you give it to me. And that's what he's done. And I think what, what has happened, unfortunately, in the church is that we have— We have produced this environment that uh, says that, you know, you're you're a believer, you're a saint, you're a child of God. You're supposed to be happy even in sad times. You're not supposed to weep. You're not supposed to cry. You're not supposed to mourn. You know, you're supposed to be up all the time. Things are are well. God's still on the throne. Well, yeah, he's still on the throne, but I'm hurting
0: right now. Sure,
2: And what we produce is a bunch of Christians who have a very low tolerance for pain.
0: Mm. That's interesting.
2: Yeah, low tolerance for pain. So so when trouble comes, when you're having that Job experience, when you're, when you're rock bottom or your bottom is falling out, mm-hmm. you know, there's no tolerance for pain. And, and so you start screaming and hollering, well, God, where are you? Yeah. Well, the true believer says, no, he's been there all the time. Mm. God, what are you showing me in this? And that's yeah. where I, I had to get to the place where, well, God, what are you showing me in this? Yeah. It's hard to worship when you don't like where you are.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Because we're not going to sing our way to heaven. And so we've got to be able.
0: We're not? No. no. You're
2: not getting (laughs) to heaven on the song. I'm sorry to disappoint
0: you. (laughs) I would really be in trouble because I just can't sing. So you can't sing your way into heaven, folks. Uh, Take note.
2: Yeah. So it's got to be about the word of God. At the end of the day, this is about a relationship with God. Yeah. And it is about the word of God. And it is about reaching the hearts of men and women,
0: boys and girls. Indeed. And sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Indeed. A message and a song. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you have a song you can sing for us that has a message to the Lord Jesus? To him or about him or? With him? With for him? <laughs> Absolutely. Great. Uh, what song did you have in mind?
2: I, I think it would be a hymn that I grew up listening to. I, I just love, I just.
0: You love hymns, I, just, right?
2: I do. I just love them. And. Uh, was, can, I, can, so I, you, can I throw something out here, her ahead, though, sure, because sure. It's, it's so funny. Last night in rehearsal, yeah. we were trying to teach our, our youth priest choir an arrangement of a hymn that was sent to us, and it's a great arrangement. It's 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 nice, but it, but my goodness, it just wasn't working. You know, the choir couldn't... The hymn hymn wasn't working? The the, the hymn arrangement.
0: The hymn arrangement wasn't
2: working. Wasn't working. working. I mean, we were trying to nail this thing into the wall and (laughs) nail it into their heads, and they just, you know, the melody wouldn't work. It just couldn't get it. And you know what I did? I sat down at the piano, and I said, you know what? Let's just sing this the way it was written. And I am not kidding you. We sat there last night and sang Draw Me Nearer with our youth praise choir.
0: Is this the classic Draw Me Nearer? This is the classic
2: Draw Me Nearer nearer, precious Lord, to the cross with was died. And I am telling you, we went through every single verse, and the Spirit of the Lord came down ah. on last night. There's something about the genuineness. The simplicity. The simplicity of these hymns yeah. that, you know, people have spent years and years and decades and centuries to try to, to rework them and make them applicable, if you will, Mm -hmm. for a new generation. And they're just like, listen, if it ain't broke, don't fix it.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) And
2: I just want to get that out because last night we just had a, and that was the end of the rehearsal. We had a wonderful time just singing, Lord, draw me nearer. Because that was the cry of
0: our hearts. Every day draws nearer. So that would be one of my favorite hymns. Well, let's hear that right now, Greg. Draw me nearer, the classic draw me nearer, precious Lord. From Greg Thomas on Music With a Mission.
1: Thine O Lord, I have heard thy voice and it
2: told thy
1: where Thou has died, draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to Thy precious bleeding side, to Thy precious.
0: Wow, the classic draw me nearer done by my friend my brother Greg Thomas. Greg, I just love to hear you sing, man. Thank you. Love to hear you sing. Um we've talked about a lot of things today. <laughs> I'm excited though. I'm yeah. excited for what God is doing here at TSC Music Radio. I'm excited what he's doing here with you and and the choirs and uh, your music ministry, and we're going to have you back, and we're going to get even deeper on music ministry and uh, just the life of Greg Thomas. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <I'm back. laughs> Great to have you on, Greg. It's good to be here, man. And you, you've
2: been doing an awesome job too, by the way. I gotta, well, thank I gotta you very say, much. We, God we are is
0: good. Great. Grateful. God is good. God is good. Take joy, my king, and what you hear, and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. By the way, we do want to hear what you think about Music with a Mission. We want your tips, hints, and suggestions. Email your comments to music at timesquarechurch.org, or check out TSC Music on Facebook and Twitter. And, of course, visit the website, www.tscnyc.org slash music music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn, and special administrative assistance by Jessica Caroski. Remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Derek D. Join us next time on Music with a Mission.